You're listening to the Travelling Music Therapist podcast. My name is Yuki and I'm a registered music therapist in Western Australia. In this podcast, I travel all around the place to talk to other music therapists. Today, I am in Melbourne and I will be talking to Matt and Asami from Collective Music Therapy. Traveling Music Therapist. This is episode number one. I'm Yuki, your host, and today I'm joined by Matt and Asami from Collective Music Therapy. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited um, for you guys to be on my podcast today, um, especially as you guys are like my podcast senpai. <laughs> and that's just like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't know, senpai is a Japanese word that means like senior or, you know, mm. in age or in grade or whatever. So, um, yeah, you guys started your podcast a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Oh, a few oh. weeks? About a month ago. Yeah, about, ago. about six weeks ago. Six almost. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. so in June, yeah. right at the start of June. Oh, cool. And it's going well? Yeah. 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 Well, I've well, I've listened to um, the episodes that you guys have out, and I was like, oh, I need to get these guys on. So I need to ask you guys questions <laughs> about you know how to actually run a podcast and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, there you go, podcast senpai. Yep. You listen podcast to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the kohai. So <laughs> kohai is just the opposite. I'm the junior. Yeah. But there you go. You get a Japanese lesson with <laughs> listening music to therapy. my yeah with this music therapy podcast. Anyways, I wanted to ask okay. you guys, why did you decide to make collective music therapy? Sure. Why? <laughs> um, I guess we were both always interested in starting a private practice, so that's number one. Um, we, Matt and I worked on a presentation, a conference presentation mm-hmm. during our course, yeah. um, about music technology in music therapy. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that worked really well. We found that we could really work well together. We had really similar ideas and values. Mm-hmm. So when we both knew that we both wanted to do private practice, then we just kind of yeah. joined teams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and why the podcast? Why the podcast? It's similar to probably your YouTube channel. Like yeah. we wanted to make, uh, talking too much. You no, no, yeah, no, I think you're doing a <laughs> okay, great okay. job. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to make, music therapy is this thing that's very academic mm-hmm. and we've, we've had to push for it in the academic field, in the medical field as well for a long time mm-hmm. so that it can be recognised, so that it becomes a, a recognised allied health profession. Yeah. But now that we have started to find a little bit of footing in that area. I think it's, we thought it was time that, you know, music therapy is shared with the general public. Like mm-hmm. we've got to make it accessible to the general public. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we're really looking at is opening up the discussion. And also we have to challenge ourselves to create a language around music therapy that people can actually uh, listen to the podcast and understand mm-hmm. what we're actually saying instead of being so academic and uh, talking about things that really limit the scope of our communication. So, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So we just, and, you know, I think that um, by creating a podcast that's accessible, um, it might be um, hopefully one of the outcomes is people become more interested in music therapy and start actually asking for it in their own ways and, and contributing to the discussion mm-hmm. and contributing, you know, uh, their ideas to how they use music in yeah. their lives and, you know, what 
they want out of music therapy as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, just backpedaling a little bit. Let's talk about conference last year where you guys presented. Um, do you want to talk about the Makey Makey and like your conference presentation a little bit? Yep. Sure. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so this was at the Australian Music Therapy Association conference. conference. Yeah, yep. yep. 2015. Yep. And uh, at the time we were uh, finishing up our studies at the course um, through Melbourne University, University of Melbourne, and we were both working in mental health and we both felt very passionate about um, mental health and a lot of the work of uh, Randy Rolfsjord was influencing our approaches to um, working with people accessing mental health services. And one of the things that we realised while we were doing our, our, our practice was, you know, we both come from, um, you know, a fairly privileged background in the sense that we've had education in music and we can mm -hmm. play our instruments well, you know. Sonny's a fantastic singer and I can play guitar and all of this really great stuff. But when you actually get into the music therapy situation, sometimes having these really massive skill sets can actually be something that um, creates distance yeah. between yeah. you and the, and the person that's, mm. um, that you're working with, uh, working together with. So to try and create more of an equal playing field around the music uh, engagement, we were looking at using um, a piece of technology called Makey Makey, which turns um, everyday objects into um, a musical instrument. Yeah. And so that meant that you can do these, um, you can make music with another person and this musical instrument can be a unique, a uniquely created uh, instrument within mm -hmm. a few minutes or seconds yep. and there is some of the baggage between oh you can do this and uh, I can't do this mm -hmm. sort of starts to dissolve and disappear and yeah. you have an equal relationship. Yeah because More that instrument equal. doesn't come with like a set of rules of how the player mm. is and exactly. I think um, like I definitely find that with especially older clients. Mm. Kids don't really tend to care as much but when you're working with like teens and um, young adults and adults they've already got that preconceived idea that with a musical instrument you have to have musical skills and technique and that kind of thing. So yeah, like I loved your presentation <laughs> last year and I'm sure so many other RMTs um, who were there just, you know, instantly thought I need to get one of these things, like yeah. I, need to, <laughs> I need to bring it into my practice, um, which is exactly what I did. Yeah, <laughs> the banana keyboard. Yeah, yeah. the banana keyboard. Um, yeah, for our listeners who um, don't know what it is, please go search it. It's just called the Makey Makey, and it's made by a company called Joylamps. Yep. They were originally a Kickstarter um, mm. as well. So, yeah, it's a really exciting new technology, really easy to use and really portable. Yep. Um, I actually did a PD for our WA um, members earlier this year around using the really? Makey Makey. Oh, yeah. Wow. So um, that went really well. Um, I mean, being WA, we didn't have many people there, but that was perfect because, you know, you can't exactly use it with a big group of people unless you had multiple makey-makeys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we did was um, one of our members also had an idea to use conductive paint. Mm. So you can get this paint that dries um, pretty quickly, um, yeah. but 
so it's conductive. So you like you know painted painting and then you clip one end of the makey makey onto one end and then uh, you know another onto your hand and then you can touch the painting and it'll make sounds wow. so yeah, yeah that was like a really fun creative activity oh, that we beautiful. spent a few hours doing mm. wow mm. that's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool yeah i've seen that i've seen that on the youtube the makey makey youtube yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a lot yeah. of fun um but yeah, no, thanks so much for introducing me and like so many other people to that technology. <laughs> and you guys did an interview for them as well, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. And that was, that was nice too because, mm. you know what, I think that that interview was really, that, that was also something that I think yeah. was, that helped us sort of start developing the collective music therapy yeah, idea true. because we were, when they were asking us the questions, we went, oh my God, how do we actually explain what we're doing in a more general term mm -hmm. outside of the field of music yeah. therapy so that yeah. people can actually understand yeah like even outside doing. of allied health like a lot mm. of the time we're talking to other you know professionals that might send us referrals and that kind of yeah. thing but just talking to the general public exactly yeah. and i think we speak to musicians as well yeah a lot yeah. of musicians are interested yeah really? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely mm. yeah um a friend of mine, you know, Alison, I was chatting to her yesterday, she's also an RMT, and she brought up a really great point that she um, sort of assumed that the word improvised was a term that everyone sort of got and mm. understood, like improvised music, yeah. but I think that's not generally the case, and I feel mm. like um, it was just a good reminder, she just brought it up in conversation yesterday, but I just thought there must be so many things that we just sort of assume knowledge on the other person yeah and we just talk true, about it so it? yeah culturally as well like yeah in, yeah. yeah but the that like in J japanese the closest word to improvise is tekito tekito yeah tekito yeah. I'm sure there's improvised. I'm sure there's, there's improvised. Yeah. No. Musician. That's funny. The, the non-Japanese <laughs> person is like, well, like, in no. Japanese, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, means, you know? it means do what you want, right? <laughs> Take it just means like airy fairy, like and like yeah, a bit loose. Nothing yeah, loose. Yeah. Like yeah. messy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is sort of what improvisation is, I guess. Mm. Um, but it's not quite I, right. No, there's another got to be. We'll do um some research around that word. <laughs> we'll get back to you guys about that. Um, yeah, so, um, oh, so Sydney last year at yeah. the conference was the first time I think I probably met you or something. Yes. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it yeah. was so fun. Um, actually, Matt, before you got here, we were just chatting about how loose we got. <laughs> it was so fun, wasn't it? Just like catching up with everyone and like um, just all the parties. And I think that's just how conference is, especially for music therapists. Like anyone I talk to who's an RMT is yeah. like, yeah, it's just like one giant party. What? <laughs> it's an expensive. It is an expensive, yeah. <laughs> but I think especially because last year was the 40th celebration. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, lots so of they people had a, were there. And, yeah, lots yeah. of people were there and, yeah, we had a lot of fun. But I'm excited for a conference this year in Melbourne. Yeah. Are you both going? Yep. Yep. Are you going? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're already here, yeah. so I'm actually flying over from Perth to yeah. come to this conference, so I better see you guys there. <laughs> yeah, and the next one's in Japan, the world one. The, yeah, the World Congress. I'm so excited about that. I'll yeah. definitely be there as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you guys are thinking of going. Um, so mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask you guys, what sort of areas are you working in at the moment? I'm guessing mostly mental health. Um, so, yes, I work in... Um, 
I work in youth homelessness. Mm-hmm. So I work for an organisation that supports young people in Melbourne or in Victoria experiencing or at risk of homelessness. Mm-hmm. So um, encompassed in that work is definitely mental health work, um, but mostly trauma work, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, yeah that's me. Mm. At the moment, I'm just working in a bit of uh, research. Mm-hmm. Um, so working as a research assistant for a project looking at developing um, music mnemonics to uh, assist uh, older people to um, uh, remember things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> almost forgot. Yeah. yeah. Almost forgot that last bit. But, well, I was sort of just trying to. <laughs> I had in my head like all these details, and I just like, you know, I'll just rein that in yeah. a little bit. And, <laughs> and so yeah, so um, so I'm working that that way, and uh, starting to see some private clients, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and so is that through collective music therapy? Then? Yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, and that's the beginning of, um, yeah, that's sort of the beginning of my music therapy career at the moment and yeah. and but i'm spending a lot of time as asami is as well of developing the collective music therapy yeah. um business and podcast and yeah. you know and it's a really lovely um experience yeah hard work <laughs> asami was telling me that you're nearly a father is that like, I, yeah, when did yeah. you have your baby? Boy? Girl? Uh, it's a boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that's so exciting. Yeah. Do you work with children at all? No, I don't. No, okay. no I don't. Oh, you well, work? actually, I, I teach as a... I'm a guitar teacher, but I don't... Uh, okay, uh, yeah. I don't work with, like, really young kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was going to ask you, like, a lot of people who work with children seem to say that once they've had a kid, they sort of approach their work a little bit differently. Yeah. Have you found imagine. that at all? Or? Um... I think I'm approaching everything a little yeah. differently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think the first thing that I do is I check myself for little milk and vomit stains yeah. <laughs> before I do anything else. Yeah. Um, but but in seriousness, um, yeah, I think it definitely it definitely does change you, and I do believe that it makes for me it's made me a lot more um, patient. Yeah. And a lot. Maybe just a little bit softer as well, kind of thing. A little bit more like, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah, like a lot more like, um, yeah, just maybe, yeah. Friendly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it's very nice. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I think I'm, I'm certainly enjoying that experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that as, as, as you know, therapists, um, a lot of your life experience does obviously, you know, help shape your your view to therapy and mm-hmm. your individual approach. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that it, the more experiences that you have that are, you know, uh, deep and moving and, and life-changing, you know, hopefully that will, you know, mm-hmm. feed into your um, ability to, you know, uh, assist in the health journeys of other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot that I wanted to talk about this earlier, but um, the first time I met you, Matt, um, (laughs) I think it was just like in one of the classes, but the first like strong, like full on memory I have of you was when we went, (laughs) uh, we went to karaoke (laughs) at one of those um, 
social events for yeah, the students. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. it was so funny. You did the best David Bowie impression <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> and with the dance and everything, like, it was so fun. So fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I even remember the song. It was, um, like, Let's Dance or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I did yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my favourites. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so good. Um, all right, so I wanted to ask you guys um, mm. if you could share maybe a success story, like one very strong, memorable, you know, experience that you've had with a client. Because mm. <clears throat> I think we all sort of have those moments where you just sort of really realise this is why I'm doing this job. You know? Yeah. Um, I have quite a few in mind, but I'll tell you one. This is quite early on in my work as well at this mm-hmm. organisation, and it was just with this guy and he was like really hard to engage but he loved music so mm-hmm. he it was like every time we would hang out he was like oh, I guess we'll hang out mm-hmm. you know like yeah because oh, you're the only music person around I guess this will do yeah it was always like that kind of vibe but then um, he he had never written a song so we were working on songwriting and then um, we came up with a great chord progression and we were practicing through and then we got stuck on the lyrics. I was like, you know what, just tell me whatever's on your mind right now. Like, what is it that's on your mind? And he, he wouldn't say anything. And I was like, you know, just, it doesn't matter how silly it is. Um, I'm going to change the names here. Mm-hmm. But just say, whatever is on your mind, Peter, just say it. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I wish you wouldn't call me Peter. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, my real name is, and I'll change the name again, but my real name is, um, David. I don't know. <laughs> my real name, <laughs> the name was, my real name is um, Edwina, that was the first mm-hmm. name. So mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. of this, like, it was so unexpected. And then, but that was, it was kind of the first time that he told the organisation that he was trans. And when it comes oh. to homelessness, mm-hmm. um, your options in homelessness change quite a lot. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, even you look like a man, but you are a woman, mm-hmm. but he cannot go to a woman's refuge. Oh, so right. it kind of complicates things yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. But it was the first time we knew. And that was like, wow, that was, yeah. you know, I was taken aback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That but would have been just, a big step for him too. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it was just like an example of how musical engagement mm-hmm. you could never get that from a conversation no yeah. like what's your name tell me your name <laughs> what's your name tell me. Like, it yeah. could never happen but because we were playing music together and like obviously we'd built some kind of trust because we were mm-hmm. playing music we we're playing yeah. guitar together and then um that space to just be creative and that mm-hmm. safe space to express and he just kind of let it out oh, you know wow so that stayed with me yeah yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Mm. So special. Matt, do you have any? Um, yeah, I think um, one of the the the, the one of the last uh, sessions, well, one of the last uh, people that I worked with during my training um, was actually just over the road um, from here, and basically, what uh, I was doing was I was working with um, a young man who had been in and out of um, juvenile uh, detention and he had suffered um, 
a significant injury uh, to his body um, and he was uh, basically um, referred to me because he had um, depression, anxiety mm -hmm. and the psychiatric team were worried that he would fall into um, a episode of psychosis yeah. um, due to the trauma of his injuries and also um, obvious mental health issues that mm -hmm. were throughout his family. Yeah. So um, I, I started working with him and I walked into his room and I said, oh, hi, I'm Matt, the music therapist. And he goes, oh, can you make beats? And I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, man, I'm a rapper. And I said, okay, let's start. And so we sat down straight away and this, and I saw him about twice a week for about, oh, I think about six to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And we started um, making this music and he was really talking about all of his um, violent episodes um, and his um, cultural background and all of the crimes that he had actually committed and threatening to um, uh, attack other members of gangs in, in his local mm -hmm. area in the lyrics. And as the weeks went on, um, all of this stuff came out. And then during that time, I was really concerned. I was sort of sitting there going, oh, you know, what am I doing here? Am I, you know, really just providing this space for him to, you know, say all this really nasty negative stuff or, you know, you know, like I had my moments of doubt, but my gut was sort of saying, just keep going, let's see where this ends up. And then all of a sudden, after he got all of this out of his system in the lyrics, he sort of uh, had this pivotal moment where he started asking um, God for help and for forgiveness mm -hmm. and hoping and then talking about all the changes that he wanted to make in his life and mm -hmm. how he wanted to help, um, you know, his family members and, you know, become a better person. But, you know, it took a lot of work. And then there was just this sudden realization in the lyrics. Um, and it was a pivotal moment. And uh, from then, he also started to become a little bit more aware of his surroundings as well, like in the in the conversations that we were having, he was sort of starting to engage with the news on television saying, oh my God, I didn't realize so many people were suffering and mm -hmm. were hurting out in the world. And so there were all these really interesting developments and changes that yeah. sort of went along with this process. Mm. Um, so how long did that take then? About two months-ish? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was a fairly consistent, um, it was fairly consistent and, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and from then we started writing more, like towards the end of the sessions, he was wanting to write more raps, and these raps were um, messages that he mm -hmm. was like. I had a little CD burner, so um, we were burning messages um, of support for family and members and friends oh, that wow. um, yeah. that you know that he was sort of worried about while he was in hospital. Yeah. So this this music was ending up to be like a nice little um it was like a little message in a bottle to his his friends and and family and it was uh 
a very healthy way of him being able to express things that were very difficult for him to express. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. I love that. So some, I guess um, music can really tap into people's creative expression. You know, that's why I guess we use music therapy a lot in mental health settings. You know, it's just as an alternative way to, you know, express what they're actually feeling in a way that's not directly, you know, like a direct um, message. I guess in a way, like a direct mm -hmm. speech. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's maybe not as um, like personally directed, even mm. though it is quite personal. Like confrontational. Yeah, it's not as confrontational. confrontational. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing that through, and I'm sure that you would find the same thing too, Osami, mm -hmm. is like there's a, there's sometimes having the music there mm. is a really, it can create a very safe space mm -hmm. um, and a very comforting space for people yep. to be able to feel that they can throw whatever they want onto yep. into that into that space into yep. that musical space mm -hmm. um, and develop it from there. Yeah. Yeah. While I was a student, I did a placement in mental health, and that's mm -hmm. the only time that I've really worked in mental health specifically. Um, but I had so many clients who would cry mm. during our sessions and like mm. I'm sure you guys would have experienced clients mm. crying but I remember the first time it happened to me I was really like a bit overwhelmed I was like I don't know mm. what to do in this situation but I just sort of kept singing because you know I asked if they wanted me to stop but they were like no no I just want to listen and mm. there's just um, yeah. music can just be so emotional and yeah, have you guys had that happen to you? Mm. Yeah, many, yeah. Time, many mm. times. Many times. Yeah. Yeah. How like do you go about it usually? Um, I think for the nature of my workplace, um, it's it's like some places where you work, where music mm. therapists work, they need to assist people to express more mm -hmm. and to release and sort of um, free free themselves up a little bit. Yeah. But my workplace, I find that it's it's a drop-in place, anyone mm -hmm. can come and go, So, uh, but people are very quick to have really strong emotional reactions, mm. so I feel like my job is actually to contain these, oh, okay. these yeah. things that happen, because people can jump from like crying to laughing in, you know, mm -hmm. three minutes. Yeah. 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 Um, really intense and broad range of emotions, so I feel like my job is to kind of um, support and contain, like mm -hmm. pack yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon that that that's a perfect way to to, to describe mm. it. I think mm -hmm. that that's that's right. Like, it, you know, sometimes it has to be a case by case basis, and sometimes you might be in a group and you'll have some people that are quite labile and you know moving across the emotional uh, range very quickly, mm -hmm. and some people mm. might be incredibly isolated. You know, they're isolated. They they won't show emotion they're not engaging mm -hmm. in in um uh healthy recovery from their illness so there's so there is um there's a lot of subtle um work that has to be done simultaneously mm -hmm. and um it's a very challenging it's a very challenging role to be in yeah definitely. yeah yeah so mm -hmm. yeah but i think you said that great mm. yeah no, I do yeah. like working in mental health. Mm. I just yeah haven't has it doesn't yeah. come across. Yeah, like, I have, I've decided not to really tap into that um, mm. just over in Perth. Yeah, but, um, just because I really like working with kids, so that's you know where I do most of my work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask you guys, how did you come across um, 
music therapy as a career? Why why mm. did you think you wanted to become a music therapist? Or you know, I, I love asking this question yeah. to you know music <laughs> therapists because um, I get like a huge range of answers. Like I had a lady who was saying, you know, I've known since I was thirteen. Wow. And I was like, how did you even find yeah. out about it when did you're you even thirteen? Know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to share your experiences? Yeah. Um, okay. So well. I've always been interested in well-being, mm-hmm. and I see yep. that rolling my eyes, you can't see. <laughs> but, um, so I've been a yoga teacher for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. and I've always thought about alternative health and um, health not being something where you medicate someone and then mm-hmm. that's the end, but you've got to take care of their whole spirit and their yep. being. Yep. Um, and I, alongside that, I've always played music, but I never really knew how to have a career in music, mm-hmm. apart from performing, which I felt like it just did not sit well with my personality. <laughs> I'm just a bit too much of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then when I was studying a bachelor's in audio production, mm-hmm. I would hear about all these people who would play in hospitals, and I'd be like, wow, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that they weren't volunteers, but they were actually jobs yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then I think that's around the time when there was a lot of that YouTube stuff going on about dementia and music mm-hmm. um the alive inside yeah. documentary and stuff which is a bit you know we're not too sure as music <laughs> therapists it's a bit controversial yeah. mm-hmm. but um that really sparked my interest and then I started researching and then yeah. found the course yeah yeah wow. <laughs> cool what about you Matt um I was working in a high school mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason um, there were a lot of young um, young lads that were getting lessons, guitar lessons with me who um, had, uh, that were on the autism spectrum Okay. Yep. and at the same time um, I started working for the choir of Hard Knocks mm-hmm. um, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. A lot of the people that access the mental health services um, in Melbourne also uh, access the community music therapy services or community music services of Mm -hmm. of, um, Choir of Hard Knocks and and similar programs. When I started working there I just went oh my goodness I I was doing a guitar program with the the Choir of Hard Knocks Um, and I started working there and I just went oh my goodness you know this is really, really um, a really super positive experience um, for the people that are, uh, you know, a part of this this um, music program, and uh, they really they really enjoyed the engagement. They, be, you know, there was this vitality that was mm-hmm. um, coming across in those experiences. And then when that program wrapped up, I just went, "Wow, I really." want to work in in um, community health or yep. mental health or some, something like that but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to really go about developing more of that and I also needed to sort of figure out a way to also show the value of this and uh, of these interventions and I um, or programs or whatever you'd like to call it and and I just went oh I should really go and study at university yep. and one of my friends was a music therapist and oh okay yeah oh, who, who was that Jason oh right <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> well yeah he would have been able to <laughs> lead, lead you, you. Yeah, yeah right and yeah, yeah in the right direction yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, cool so so that 
that was sort of um, that was that was yeah how I ended up. So I have it. to ask then if Jason was your friend, then how did you go about being a student of Jason's no, <laughs> at, um, at Melbourne Uni? Actually, I found it really. Uh, I, I found it. Um, I found it pretty, pretty, pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I realise this is a public podcast. <laughs> Sorry, it's a hard question. Uh, um, no, it's actually not. It's not. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sincere. Like I, I actually, uh, I enjoyed um, his classes, and I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I knew Jason way before. We, we used to work together in, in a in a high school together, oh, okay, and yeah. um, and just so turned out that uh, the year I got into the course, he also started working at mm -hmm. the university. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a very. It was a very funny strange coincidence yeah but, yeah um you know it's good he uh he was firm and fair as a lecturer and yeah. you know i think he did a really great job um yeah, I think and so i too. think that he also is really um an incredibly um well versed and well skilled practitioner mm -hmm. in mental health and really yeah. has a very strong um, understanding of it and I think that that actually did help support um, my learning and engagement in working in the mental health field yeah. so thanks Jason yeah no he's definitely very inspiring Jason if you're listening like I remember the first music skills class that we had because he took the guitar skills class oh. and I was just like in awe <laughs> I was like oh I need to get that good at guitar I still haven't practiced away you know but um, because I work with children, like you literally only need about four chords and then you're good yeah, to go. Right. But yeah. yeah, no, I do need to still brush up on my guitar skills. But I mean, I got through the course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I do have plans to brush it up a bit more. Mm. Um, well, thanks so much for chatting with me, you guys. Thanks for having I've been, us. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed fun. having you guys have um, the on my very first podcast. Yeah. Um, where can they find you guys, for our listeners? Um, go to collectivemusictherapy.com and everything is there. Pod podcast is there. All the links to our Instagram, Facebook. You have an Instagram? Yeah, oh, we cool. do. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. iTunes. Oh, wonderful. All there. Yeah. Yep. Not Snapchat though. Not, oh, Snapchat. not Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to get. Like, oh, Snapchat would be great. Just get like little like 10 second music videos of you That's guys. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about. Um, and you can always find me on Facebook at Music Therapy Now and on Twitter um, at MTNow underscore Yuki. And also please go visit our, um, my YouTube channel, Music Therapy Now, because we are about to record a quick little jam with um, Matt As and Asami. Very excited about that. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>